This is The Great Equalizer, a parenting podcast about the realities of being a mom or dad in modern Josie. We are your hosts, Sam and Charlene, and we believe we're all rocking the same kind of crazy. So let's get real, let's get honest, and let's have a laugh about the ups and downs of our current upside down. Hashtag no judges. This week on The Great Equalizer, Sam is playing second fiddle. Charlene is in awe of her not-so-little boy. And we talk about the lies we tell our kids. And, I suppose, delve a little into early sex ed. Hello. How are you? Yeah, man. Um, I think okay. It's only Monday. We're recording Monday. Yes, so you'll hear the optimism and positive outlook in the tones of our voices. Yeah. <laughs> Normally, maybe we should do this so that the podcast is more positive and we're kicking ass more. Because you're always catching us at the end of the week and we're <laughs> like, blah, life is so shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, right now, I'm kicking ass. Even me, I'm kicking ass. Okay, I haven't touched my planner from last week. <laughs> like... Uh, that that was meant to be my goal for, but uh, January is practice run and February is um, the start of 2019. So I'm actually a week ahead. Look at you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, by the time this goes out, I will have delved into my diary and I'll be ready for 2019 starting Fantastic. on Friday, the 1st of February. <laughs> I love that. I'm going to start every year like that. Oh, fuck it. January is just a bugger up. You don't have money. And your head is all over the place. And as a mom, right, you haven't rested actually. And you, you, you haven't quite come to terms with the fact that you have to do the school run and the lunches and the this and the that. And you don't have your mojo at all. No. So, so practice, run, yes. and go. Last week you had your ass handed to you. I did. Jesse was sick. And that in itself is difficult enough. I managed to juggle quite a few balls, but I just cannot function when my kids are sick. No. So shout out to working mothers who work for bosses. Because if I had, if I was working for a boss last week, I would have been in serious trouble because I cannot concentrate when my kids are sick. But that's the super hard thing about, yeah, exactly, working for a boss, I would have been beside myself. The mom guilt is just, you can't. Uh, it's you, unexplainable. And you have to be present when you show up at your job because you your colleagues depend on you, your clients depend on you, your boss depends on you. But even if you're not present, then... Um, you're not with your kid. You're not present at work, but you're physically there and you resent your work because nobody understands and nobody's going, you know what, Sam, why don't you just go home? Obviously, your kid needs you. Nobody's ever going to say that. No, that's not how life works. So shout out to moms who work for bosses. Yeah, seriously. Not to discount moms who work for themselves or who who don't. I'm just saying that I was grateful last week that I can determine my own schedule and say... Everything else is waiting because I decide. I mean, it also didn't stop you from feeling bad about it. No, no, not at all. And but stressed ahead of the week that you had to reschedule all of your meetings and everything's running behind. And now I have pressure this week because I did take that decision. It's fine. The pressure's going to come because no matter what you leave for future Charlene, at some point future Charlene's going to have to show up yeah. and get down and dirty. <laughs> okay, so... Poor Jess, teething, farting something. Yeah, dad's got flu, don't actually know what it is. The doctor can't really, and 
she's not going to be like, okay, here's some antibiotics because no. you want her immune system to build and strengthen itself. So you don't want to be giving antibiotics just for anything. So she's just fighting some type of an infection and, yeah, not Shame. nice. Yeah. Okay, Josh, you are in awe of your not-so-little boy who, happy birthday, Josh, you now have a three-year-old. I have a three-year-old. I don't know how that happened. But anyway, yeah, I think I felt in awe of him last week just because it was only his second week at school and I was waiting for the other shoe to drop. I was fully prepared for this not his him adjusting not happening so easily and the asshole to come out because the sweet little boy who was heartbroken came out that Friday mm. but you also are expecting him to kick up a fuss I'm like assuming tantrum. I'm just putting words yes, in your mouth no. here but tantruming about not wanting to go to school and it's yet to happen yes exactly I love he's he said to his dad last week Daddy, are we done with school now? And <laughs> his dad was like, no, my boy, you've still got about 15 years worth of rituals and indoctrination and <laughs> rules. And so unfortunately not. He looked at his dad. He was like, no, thank you, daddy. Oh. <laughs> I was, it's moments like that that's just making me feel in awe of him. He also had a moment, I went to fetch him after school, into the bakery shop and I was shopping for the stuff to bake his birthday cake with and he just browsed the shelves one after the other and he found a little stand that had chocolate popsicles on it and he just proceeded to put his little hand in his hip and tap his one foot and looked at me and he was like mama you know what actually i'm an expert at eating chocolates <laughs> this was his pitch to me <laughs> not can i have a chocolate please mom just like i'm an expert i'm just, just gonna put this here yeah, and then you. I leave you that. Pick it up if you if you yeah, so choose. If you so choose. <laughs> <laughs> and then he built a twenty-four piece puzzle with his grandpa the other afternoon, and he put the last block in, and he was like, "Mission accomplished." <laughs> I was like, "You did you just say that? <laughs> Who says mission accomplished? I don't even use the word accomplished. I love it. So I'm just in awe of him. It's it's almost as if though he's just changing daily. I mean, it mm. feels like that as your kids grow up, you do feel like. I can't believe how much they change and how cute they're getting by the day. But Josh is just coming up with new things every day. Once they start talking and they don't stop and their brains start piecing the world together, you're there to watch this envelop. Just, it, yeah, and then it just and unfolds. Blossom, yeah. And I'm just like, how did this it's amazing. Happen? I wash his hair and then I sing the ABC song to distract him from having to have his head down in the water. And yeah. so he always looks at my face and I can see as I'm mouthing the, the letters of the song, his little lips quiver or move almost as though he's, move with you. he's mouthing it with me. Yeah. And I didn't really pay much attention to it the other day. And he came home last week saying, we sang the ABC song at school, Mama. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. And that's the one I always sing to you. And left it at that. And then on Friday when I washed his hair, he sang almost the entire no. song with me. No, no. He's never done it before. Oh. I was just like, am I just being a parent by thinking that you're the most intelligent you're child amazing. in the world? Like, you are amazing. You. Genius. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I'm in awe. That's, oh, man. That's that. <laughs> I think I need to change my tactic a little and just like change my point of view a little because I'm playing second fiddle and that's my point of view, but I also should be in awe of my little guy. Mm -hmm. So hear me out. Ray was away for three weeks. And um, Elijah loves this show on, on um, YouTube called Dave and Ava. He calls it The Babies. Okay. Mommy, watch The Babies. Mommy, watch The Babies. So he loves Dave and Ava. And it's literally just uh, nursery rhymes. Oh, right. And 
on this um, show, Rain, Rain, Go Away always plays. And um, he picked up the phrase, go away. And he's also at that point where he's learning boundaries with people Mm -hmm. and um, has started saying ugly things ugly things to me that I've got to correct and I'm getting it right. So he goes, go away, mommy, if he's annoyed with something that I do. Like, mm. he's not listening, not listening, being to the naughty corner. You know when they get into that, like, frenzy and the only thing that will um, take them out of that frenzy is if you shout loud and they get a fright. Mm, mm. But then you don't want to shout. So I do the, like, pat on the bum or is he fucking not sitting still for his nappy and I'm getting shit all over everything. And as soon as I touch that poo, I'm just like, I've lost it. That's when I go from... Uh, hero to zero. I should not be in contact with feces. Yes. <laughs> and it's because you are being a little shit and you won't listen to me. This is where I draw the line. And that's so he gets a tap on the bum and knows this now. So now I've, I've, now he knows that the smack exists. Mm, mm. The naughty corner exists. Sometimes he, like a little shit, happily goes into his naughty corner. He walks himself to it and then goes, sorry, mommy, sorry, mommy, sorry, mommy. Hug, hug, hug. And he just wants to quickly get it done. Yeah, let's just get the formalities out of the way. Then I know it'll so be just, fine. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it's really hitting home. And there it just are some days that you do need to implement that. I'm not listening to our parenting discipline experts' advice, advice. by only doing it when, when it his life is in danger but there is just sometimes that that pat on the bum you need to get him out of it i need to get him out of this frenzy where anyways that's just me and um so now i've started counting now that he knows the repercussions of everything i say elijah put you in the naughty corner and now you're still not listening to mommy and i'm counting to three and if i get to three you're gonna get a smack and as soon as i say that he stops doing what he's doing but he goes go away mommy and he swipes at my face he doesn't like intentionally hit me but he like wants he to has swat the hand, you away yes. he has the hand motion go away or nowadays if i'm also lying on his pillow then he goes move and he shoves me yeah and i've started going that it, that makes mommy and people very heart sore when you say go away or move and you should rather say please mind mm. and he started doing that so he'll he'll be like in the car practicing and you'll go Go away. And I'll be like, whoa, Elijah, that's really not nice. What do you say? Please mind, mommy. And he'll do that. Okay, cue to me playing second fiddle. Ray gets home and we've been practicing this and Ray hasn't yet witnessed this go away, you know, change in our child that he's <laughs> being a little dick. <laughs> and... Um, he's doing it to Ray now. Oh, he's doing it to me with Ray, you know, so Ray will give me a hug and he'll come and push me and go, go away, mommy. And I'll be like, no, daddy's giving me a hug. Please mind. He's like, like I've accepted daddy's giving you a hug and that I'm not allowed to say go away or move. But I need but you actually, to get out of the way. Is, get the fuck. This is my dad. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> you know, thankfully he hasn't learned that. <laughs> At least he's only heard go away from the rain, rain, go away, Dave and Ava Unlike version. mine. <laughs> Fuck this, Dada. <laughs> yeah. At least we, we're not there yet. But I do feel, and I've got to keep reminding myself, okay, he just he misses his dad and he sees his dad kissing me. And also it's confusing because I've been kissing Elijah the whole mm. time. And the other day I said something affectionate towards Ray. I can't, I can't remember. Like, um, I love you. And I said it to Ray, not to Elijah. And Elijah was saying, uh, he he responded, no, mommy, not. And I was like, oh, 
Well, that's okay because I wasn't talking to you, Elijah. And he was so shocked. He was like, <laughs> I, said, I, I said, I love you to daddy. <laughs> and he was like, what, what do you mean? So he's now, something changed in his brain. There was a switch in three weeks that happened and that he's now piecing together this, um, uh, what do you call it, boundaries. Yes, no, I like that, I don't like that. I can say no or I can ask you to mm. move or I can, um, And but at the same time, uh, mom and dad weren't there at the same time and I only had mom's attention and then like now I've got dad's attention and mm. now it's like a push-pull between mom and dad. So it's this whole thing and there are times that I'm just like, why are you being a dick to me? Yeah, like I've been here all this time. Yeah. Dad shows up and he's now just the hero. Yes. <laughs> Fuck you, Ray. Now you only want Thanks him. Thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's me playing second fiddle. We were in the car the other day. This was before Ray came my phone fucked out and I was just having a really bad day and I was I'd parked in the driveway and Elijah was crying and screeching and um I it was pouring down with rain and I was just like I'm just gonna gather myself before I get out the car with this kid in the rain and he was an adventure turned around and said give mommy two seconds please I'm gonna break down go away and he like was addicted me and I had to say to myself he's not doing it at you he yes. is too he yeah. is too so yeah me playing second fiddle Woo-hoo. Me. <laughs> Shame. he'll love me again I'm sure at some other I'm point sh- I'm sure I'm sure <laughs> anyway so moving swiftly along this week I really want to talk about um a text message I got from a friend that made me question, sure, how am I going to handle certain things? So um, we will fill everybody in after the break. Please remember, what we say on this podcast can only be considered the gospel on planets Sam and Charlene, respectively. Our kids and husbands can be assholes and angels at the same time. And only we're allowed to say so. And lastly, by virtue of the fact that we are women and it comes naturally to us, we reserve the right to change our minds and or contradict ourselves whenever we so choose. And we don't want to hear a damn thing about it. Hashtag no judges. Okay, so I got an, an SMS from a friend who has had her second child now and um, she's exclusively breastfeeding, but she got her period the other day mm-hmm. again. And she was on the toilet while her eldest son, who is three and a half, um, was in the bath and he, he needed to wee. So he was quickly coming out of the bath and she just didn't have time to sort out her business mm-hmm. before he saw the blood in the toilet. Mm-hmm. And he said, I see a bleed, mommy. Where's the bleed from? And she said, she just said, gut instinct. Um, I don't know. I don't know. And he said, oh, not even me. I don't know. And um, she said to me, I'm not sure what I'm going to do when he pushes for um, an answer one day. Yeah. Like, mommy, I know you know where this blood comes from. What's the deal? You know? So he was happy with, I don't know. She said, I don't know. And yeah, he was like, she, I don't it know It was like either. this mystery. Where is this? And, you know, I would right. imagine them searching for the source of the blood. And, uh, and it was a non-event after that. Yeah. Okay. So quick and easy, it's done. And then she adds to it, because obviously now this is on her mind. She adds to it that one of her friends had to have the sex talk with her seven-year-old um, because he read one of the street poll adverts um, because she's UK-based, and I'm sure that it was one of the street pole adverts in Johannesburg. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I 
live by Louis Boerta Avenue and this is the sh- sex shops galore on mm. that mm. strip. So I, I have thought about it as well that Elijah's going to be exposed to to that kind of stuff. So anyway, the seven-year-old insisted that his um, mom explain to her what sex is and how it works. And basically at seven, he knew where babies come from. And I thought I'd bring this up because it's very different. Her reaction is very different to how I would have reacted, gut feel with Elijah. And I don't think, I, I personally don't think it's odd to know what sex is at seven mm-hmm. because I think I was that young when I knew. Yeah, I was that age as well. My mom discussed it with me. But it's one of those things that I'm realizing, whoa, okay, not every this isn't the case for everybody and I can't make assumptions. This is true. So this is what I wanted to unpack. Okay. Let's do this. So what would you have said? You on the toilet, Josh sees a heavy bleed. Yeah, I probably would have said that it is it's from my vagina and it is not sore. Um, he mustn't worry, but it is normal. It just happens to mommy sometimes because that's the way my body works. And that do you think that he would carry on and push you? For, but why, mommy? I don't think so. Um, if he were to say, why, mommy, then I would say that's the way God made us. And if he said, why, because Josh is at that phase now where every question is why, why, why. And we go quite deep until he eventually stops and then we move on to other things. So I think in... Um, that case, he might probably have added one more why, to which I probably would have said, because that's the way God made us. Um, and if he said another why, I would probably have said, so you know how when you have to wee, you sit on the toilet and wee comes out, it's the way your body works. And so I sit on the toilet and wee, and sometimes, just for mummies, um, I have blood coming out of my vagina. It doesn't happen all the time. It's only for a short while, and it's not sore. Yeah. I think I would have done the same. And Elijah and I are like, I've got a funny story and it really is probably TMI, but I mean, <laughs> let's go there. So I use tampons. I know not everybody does, but that's... and Eli- Sorry, dads, for the graphic Sorry. <laughs> discussion just, today. But yeah. hey, if you've been there for childbirth, you've seen anything exactly. <laughs> or everything. Exactly. So I... Um, hmm. Elijah comes with me to the toilets all the time. And even more so when he was younger, when I couldn't leave him, you know. So he, when I couldn't like leave him in the lounge or whatnot, and then he would uh, be with me. So he was mucking about in the toilet, and I pulled a tampon out, and he went, ooh, mommy. (laughs) And he was like pleasantly surprised, like I pulled a flipping rabbit out of a hat. (laughs) Like mommy was this magician. I was like, yes, it's called a tampon. And That's I amazing. closed it up and put it away. And I don't think it, that was before he, Elijah's not even at that stage where he's asking me, what's this? What's this? What's this? And I've got a name object mm-hmm. as his vocabulary grows, mm-hmm. but he's not asking me why. Mm-hmm. Why is it this so? Yeah. Why is this how, why is the sky blue? You know, he's not going there yet. So it's just, I'm just naming objects mm. left, right, and center for him. That's where we it's are. It's an identification process. Yes. So my friend's, um, you know, whole thing kind of hits home like, and I'm grateful for having friends with older kids actually, so that I can start thinking, oh, what, shoot. Yeah. Okay. I need to think about this. How am I going to handle this? So did you ask her why she said that? Yes. And she said, look, uh, she feels the same as me. 
she's very honest with her kid and then that's why I was surprised because we are very similar in that respect that we like call a spade a spade Mm. and she's not going to be silly about it you know Mm. um or I say silly I shouldn't be judgmental hashtag no judges she's not going to be she's not going to like make up some kind of fluff story about yes it wasn't a a case of I'm trying to conceal the truth by like sugarcoating and fluffing it up putrefying things yes so um, she said, look, while she wants her child to have an honest and comfortable knowledge of the human body, she also thinks that some things are above his intelligence. At and, that point. Um, she knows her child and that if she um, had given him the explanation of mommy bleeds sometimes, um, he wouldn't have been happy with that and he'd just carry on asking why and why and why. And eventually it would be an issue of her having to explain too much biology to him that he wouldn't actually understand. And then she said he would go to school and just blurt out all of this information that could also potentially be misinterpreted by him. And probably damaging to him because what if he gets laughed at, if his friends poke fun at him for yeah. saying strange things that and are foreign to them. And interestingly, she now she lives in the UK and she said, being in the UK makes me more sensitive to what info he has as the schools are very hectic with regards to child welfare and if they thought for a second that there was some kind of abuse or weird things Something happening. untoward. They'd be reported and watched and wow. So that's... Um, yeah, I was Jeez, informed, I suppose. That is and good thinking on the spot. Right? Because I would honestly just give Josh that answer. Me because too. to me, it's the truth, first of all. And second of all, I wouldn't even consider him blurting it out. No. And I... But obviously they do. You had kids at school telling you about penises and vaginas and... Well, just last week, Josh got in the car and said to me that Cammy's real mom came to fetch him at school. And I was like, okay, who is his other mom? And he said, the broken one. I was like, who's the broken one? And he says, the one with the, the, one with the glasses. <laughs> I thought it was really funny. And then I said, where did she take him? Now, she had to come and fetch him early because his cat is broken. And I was like, none of this makes any sense to me. So I contact Cammy's mom and I ask her what the deal is. And it turns out that um, it was his gran who <laughs> wore glasses that came to fetch him because they did have an incident with an unwell cat who is subsequently no longer with us. And so his cat was broken. Oh, <laughs> so they obviously May he rest in peace. There was an exchange between those two boys. I mean, it, it was broken telephone because it was a slightly distorted message. Yeah. But so having said that, I wouldn't have even thought of Josh relaying any of that information to a friend, which I should be because we, we, we've been talking about a broken cat and a real mom versus a broken mom. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Okay. Um, it also made me think of uh, something I did with Elijah over New Year's. And I was just like, you know, almost smug about it, pat on the back. Mm. Uh, we went to uh, Dino King Nature Reserve and uh, stayed in a house. And in mine and Ray and Elijah's room, there was a painting with two zebras being attacked by a crocodile. And Elijah knew what um the tone of that image was he knew and then he asked me and he was concerned what's happening and he asked me about it and i said oh my love the crocodile's catching the zebras he probably wants to eat them 
And throughout the week, he kept commenting on that painting and saying, Mommy, zebra crying, zebra crying, or um, no, crocodile, no, go away, go again with the go away, go away, crocodile. And he was interpreting that, and I thought, our second guest, my decision to tell him the truth about that throughout the week, and I just thought, no, Sam, it's good. He knew something was going on, which is why he questioned me about it. Yeah. And I didn't want to be that mom that went, oh, they're just having a nice swim together. Because I knew he knew something was going on. Mm. And let me let me feed that gut instinct of his. Mm. Right? No, I, I hear you. It's also, it's a toast. You toast such a, you have to toast such a line because they, I mean, you and I talk about this often about the script you give your child, you yeah. know? So it's so hard. Yeah. This parenting thing is so hard yeah. because how do you know where are the boundaries? Because you're going with your gut instinct of, Telling the truth, but you might scare the bejesus out of the poor child, and so and harm them. And I might think I'm doing the absolute best, which I am. I'm doing the best that I can. That you can. And he might turn around after years of therapy at like 25 and be like, "Fuck you, mom. Do you know what you did to me? All I wanted to do was look at a beautiful (laughs) zebra, and And you had to tell me the brutal honesty. And I was too young. And how could you do that? Exactly. You never know. You never know. I was listening to Lana Africa say on the radio that. she was in the shops and the one lady pinched her child's cheek and she had the, the, the lady say to her kid, oh, look at how, look at your fat rolls. Huh? your oh, like a fat rollikis. Huh? You have so many cute fat rolls. No ways. And then proceeds to say, look at how skinny your mommy is. It's because she runs. Okay. What? Are you telling my child? No. Like, what message are you giving my child? So, yes, there are things that you need to think about. Like, really, what are you telling my child? Yeah. Um, so, when it comes to these things, my personal belief is to be as honest as possible without scaring them. But you don't know what's going to scare no. the, the daylights out of them. But I think, like with my friend now in the UK, she knew... Her child would not let up and she'd have mm. to eventually uh, go too far into human biology, correct? So she chose her path and it was a snap you decision for her battles, as yeah, well. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas you would know Josh's limits, I would know Elijah's limits. I must say, Josh would probably ask why, why, why. But he generally, when we get to a point where, like he was asking a question the one day about why is there daytime and why and then nighttime, how does it work? So we went literally into the whole discussion of how, how, this, how the earth turns yes, around. Yes, turns, and then when it, the other side gets there, it gets dark, and the whole story. And all along the way, it was going, why, 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 until we got to the very end of the explanation, and there was just silence, and it was the like proper scientific <laughs> explanation of it. And he was just, that was enough, thank you, because now I don't know. Or what you're no, talking about yeah. anymore. So I'm going to move on to You've other literally things. literally just fucked with my mind. <laughs> and I need to ruminate on this, <laughs> this for a few no years. Yeah. So the other day Josh is on the toilet. And he, I don't know what happened. But his <laughs> penis got slightly erect. And got super excited about yeah, so it. So for girl moms it happens. It's cool. Yeah. It's not a it's not a sexual thing. It's just a natural thing yeah. that happens. The and penis so, now works. Yes. Which is good news, yeah. And so um, he got excited and he was like, look, mama, 
I've got a big one. (laughs) And so I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. How does that work? I say to him, interested to hear what his interpretation was. And he was like, it just growed, mama. And I was like, oh, that's cool. What do you think made it grow? Because I want to know what his take on it is. Probably shouldn't have enticed him. I probably should have just brushed it off and be like, okay, cool, moving on. But I was interested. And so he said, just before he had gone to the loo, he was eating watermelon. So he was like, it must be the watermelon (laughs) that made it grow. Don't know why he made that connection. And because it was slightly erect, he could like look down on it and see under it the testicles. Yeah. And so he was like grabbing it. Like it looked like he was going to hurt himself. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, what is this? Because <laughs> they don't, I mean, they're not cognizant of it. They don't um, look there all the time. No, it's, like it's not really fun for them. And no. also because we've done potty training now, he's becoming more aware of yeah. it. Yeah. So the first thing I thought of was, don't let it seem like a taboo to him, like, no, don't do that, or let don't him touch not talk old, about yeah. it, or leave that, or we don't talk about it. I want, he, he's exploring, and he needs to explore. So he's in the bathroom. It is a safe space. It's not like he's doing it in the lounge or in public. Yeah, in so front of other people. Yeah. Exactly. So I tried to explain to him. I said to him, it's your testicles, and it is, um, it's part of the human body. And I said to him that it's can also be referred to as your scrotum, but we, for ease of reference, we just call it your balls. He's like, I have two? Because <laughs> I didn't say it's a ball. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's smart. I thought that ling- so. Linguistically, he'll pick up I that you so. said B-A-L-L-S, yes. plural, and not just ball, so yeah. he knows there's more than one. <laughs> I love it. I thought it was super cute. So, and that is the end of the discussion. I have two. There I we have go. Two balls. <laughs> so I don't know. So I there is a limit because he never went. Why don't you have mommy? And what mm. about Jesse? Exactly. Uh, which might still come once he's, um, you know, once that's filtered in mm. and he's digested that information. Come a year or two, and he might be going, "Okay, mom, but what about you? What about Jess? Did you guys do something wrong? Did we do something wrong? All right? Or and how is it? Like, what's your explanation?" But then also, I mean, this conversation can be quite broad because mm. now we are, I'm nude in the bath and he sees those things and I tell him that I have breasts because I'm a girl. He asks and I tell him that mommies and girls have breasts and boys have penises and it is, the anatomy is different and so on. But then he looks at Jessie and Jessie doesn't have breasts yet, but she's a girl, but her bottom part's are the same as mine, even though they don't look identical, but she doesn't have a penis. So it must be really confusing for them, first of all. And then second of all, as they get older, I can't help but think, like, at what point do we stop being naked in front of each other? I was going to say that. Again, with the hashtag no judges, I came from a very naked family. Even me? Not weird. Like, we were never weird with one another. Um... And it was when the I as a girl and my brother as a boy and my obviously my sister then as well um, felt uncomfortable in front of the other parents and we were just like, can you just you know mm. give us my dad's was heartbroken. Um, it didn't ever get that I had reached puberty and yes. that I needed some privacy because you're um, always his little girl, obviously. Exactly, he was mind. never ever weird or you know inappropriate. Mm. Obviously, I wouldn't be talking about it right in this if forum it if it traumatic, was inappropriate. Yes, but yeah. never anything traumatic. But we bought together until I said, 
I no, need my and space. naturally that never happened when I was 12 or 13. I was probably like maybe seven, mm. eight, and I was just like, I'm a little girl and I want to do it. Life by myself, mm. you know. Um, so we, we do come from a very naked family and I, you know, know this about myself. But then I had a colleague back at my old job who um, her son turned two or three and wasn't allowed to go to the bathroom with mommy anymore. And that that was their decision as a family that it was inappropriate and her son couldn't be exposed to to mom. So I'm I'm super interested to hear people's take on it. Yeah. Because I, for me, I'm I'm from your kind of school of thought. That was what I was exposed to, and I never felt uncomfortable in that environment. So in my mind, I will treat the situation or handle the situation in the same way. And if Josh becomes embarrassed because I wa- uh, like I w- mom has boobs and this right. is weird and I'm going to talk to her from the other side of the bathroom door now, that will come, but that can be his decision. That's how I feel. And I want to try and um, make him understand that I would be comfortable with that as well. That there's no, he, that you shouldn't feel bad for wanting to change the way we do things. Yeah. He, I will follow his lead. So it must never be awkward. And to be honest, growing up, my brother was in high school and my mom would take a bubble bath and we would all sit with her in the bathroom. My, par- have a chat. my parents were divorced and she would lie in the bath and uh, she wouldn't go into the bathroom when he was having a bath or doing yeah. things when he was a teenager. But it was never. It was and never off limits. Charlene's allowed in the bathroom, but you're not because he, you're a boy. And yes, it's not he a was never uncomfortable around my mom being naked in the house. So he would, we would sit. It was our quality time. My mom would have a bath and we would talk about our days. And before we would, we would have had dinner and done everything. And before we go to bed, we would sit as a mom and her three kids. And just my sister was quite a bit younger so she was always busy and not really paying attention but we were all there yeah. having a chat and a laugh and a, as a family so it also gets to a point where I might be comfortable with my mom being naked around me but I want privacy when I'm naked which so is also fine. also fine it's fine and if you would prefer to not enter the bathroom while I'm naked as your mom then that's also fine you just say that and that's yeah. that's for me but then there are people who firmly believe that there is something wrong and I've seen it on social media on some of the yeah. mommy groups a mom asked a question one day and there was a serious shut the shut the fuck up Susan moment when another mom was like that is disgusting you will scar your child for life and I just read this and I was like oh no completely disagree but also maybe just shut the fuck up (laughs) you can have your beliefs i'm happy if that's not the way you do it but Mm. that doesn't mean that you need to make a person feel bad like i I also didn't agree 100 percent with that person's viewpoint or strategy or course of action but I, I might have done some of it and other things not, but yeah. I was not at one any point being judged thinking for scarring your child for one second, wanting to say, "You can't do that." Who says? Who said? I can understand what the chick, why she did. I can't even remember the scenario, but her kids were just older and they were naked around her, and she was also be going into the bathroom with her boys, being teenagers and whatever, and so. The lady was very opinionated by that, and she was like, "You should not be around each other. Full stop. This is disgusting. What are you doing?" Da 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 da. And it was not sexual. It was not malicious. 
And if it was sexual and weird, she wouldn't be posting on would, a public forum. You wouldn't forum. be honest about these things. And another mom said, if that's what their family is comfortable with, if those boys are comfortable with that and the, they don't mind, they've, if they've never explicitly say, said and they understand that they can, mom, I need some privacy or please, I want to. And also, you can pick up when your kids feel awkward. They, sometimes they yes. don't even have to say explicitly. Yes. You can pick, you know your children. Yes. So I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is. I think it is, once again, go with your gut. Uh, pay attention to what your kids are like. But when they're little, little like this, it's, it's hard. Because you, like a uh, same friend in the UK, uh, believes in the body autonomy thing, which is also what I'm going for. You have the right to say uh, who can kiss you or if you want to be kissed. And obviously where, I mean, that goes without saying, but you need to. we need to start teaching them this from little but then what about elijah you need to change your nappy no go away go away mommy and i need to wipe his private parts because mm. there's shit all over it he's not gonna do that i know it's so difficult there you have it you know like there's so he does not yet actually have body autonomy because mommy's going there and his caregivers are going there exactly. whoever's wiping and his I just have to allow them yeah and his dad yeah Exactly. I saw a post on social media that I saved. I haven't read it yet, but the caption just said, my daughter asked, told her pediatrician to ask permission to touch her mm -hmm. at her pediatrician's vi visit. Mm -hmm. So obviously the pediatrician was doing an examination. And said, no, you need to ask permission. Yes, obviously. Wanted, I don't know how old the daughter was, and I haven't read the whole article, but I'm intrigued by it, and I want to read yeah. it, and I'll report back once I have read it. Yeah, I'll share please it do. with you. Please do. Because I was thinking about it as well. Like, I instruct Joshua, like, bend over or stand up, I want to wash your bum, or bend over, I want to wipe your bum, mm. or lie still, I need to wipe your penis, um, or something like that. I instruct him. I haven't taught him that this is my that body, my rules. But is that not yet to come? Aren't, shouldn't yeah. we have a closer eye on them? We protect them For as sure. much as we possibly can. For sure. I'm not leaving him overnight at a stranger's house um, or anywhere that I feel uncomfortable leaving him. And um, so we keep a closer eye on them until maybe, what, four or five? We can be like, you know that this is the case. Because mm. I distinctly remember my mom. Um, was it Michaela Hunter who was taken by her auntie? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Anyway, I remember when we were young, mm. there was a whole batch of like, girls. there were those 12 girls that mm -hmm. went missing. And On then the back there was of the, the milk yeah, 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 yeah. And then there was the Michaela Hunter story as well. And my mom, I remember her saying to me, Sammy, only me or Papa can pick you up from school. And even if your aunties come, and she named my aunties, and she said, even if they come, you are not allowed to be um, to go with them. Mm -hmm. um, and that was because one of the twelve girls was actually abducted by uh, her auntie, a family member, yeah. Which is always what happens. That's how we hear it. And I, so I remember all of these things, same as me knowing about sex and where babies come from very young. Um, my mom was is also a very honest and open person when it comes to that stuff. And I knew a lot more when I was younger. <clears throat> um, even about Father Christmas, I knew. I guessed it and she didn't lie to me and that was that. Um, but I remember her saying to me, maybe just don't talk to your friends about it because some of your friends not, might, might not, not be ready to know what you know. So obviously for my friend in the UK, her son's three, mm -hmm. you can't 
Tell him now, don't tell your friends this. Mm. This is a big secret. Oh, that's another thing my mom always told me. If daddy says to you, or if papa says to you, you're not allowed to tell mommy, always tell me. And mm. same if I, I'm like... Yes, if I say to you, you're not allowed to tell daddy, you tell... You go and tell him. Tell him, yeah. So lots of things like that that I, mean, I she remember. Obviously, she obviously knows. She's never going to put you in that position. Yeah. So she can comfortably teach you that. Yeah. Yes. So I remember all of these lessons. And I think we're stressing about it now with our toddlers. But maybe that comes later. Mm. The fully implementing body autonomy and asking for permission to be hugged, touched, kissed. Um, also, because, I mean, growing up in an Afrikaans family, everybody grabs you and just kisses you and like and having had a birthday now on Sunday, Ali Tanis and Ali Oma soon will be back and grip and, yeah, and fucking drives me insane. And sometimes a toddler doesn't want to do that. And like, that's okay. It's okay for them to not want to be hugged and kissed and cuddled. So Josh, I genuinely, it hurts me deeply, but I ask him if I can have a kiss. Like I'll kiss him on the head or on the face or whatever, but if I want a kiss on his lips, I'll say, may mama have a mouth kiss please? And then he'll say, no, on my cheek. Aww. And then he'll turn his cheek and then I'll give him a kiss on the cheek. Then I'll say, thank you, my darling. Can I please have one on the lips, please? And then he'll pat those little soft, cute lips and then I'll... <laughs> and then I won't kiss more than once, even though I want to just, just kiss and never him. stop. Yeah. He's only given me permission for one. So then I just take one and I just savor the moment. <laughs> <laughs> but so, yeah, it's difficult because we don't... And it's difficult for our parents and grandparents to also understand, no... No, no. I know you're his grandparents and he make no mistake about it, he dearly loves you mm. and is obsessed with his grandparents. But sometimes they don't feel like no. kissing and hugging and all sorts. You respect him. You take a step back and you ask permission for that kiss. Mm. And you yeah. don't shove your face in his face and not not obviously not just grandparents, everybody. everybody. We went to a family re- reunion the other day and he was shy, sitting in his pram and just taking a moment to take it all in before he gets comfortable. And people were just in his space, like shoving their faces. Drives me nuts. Okay. Yeah, so we've covered a lot. Yeah, I mean, starting off with lies we tell our kids and how honest we are. But I think it does directly, you know, it's how much information. And it's adult stuff. It's Mm, it's sex and it's like religion. And it's It's so intricate. There's there's so much. And how much are we telling them? And how much should they be making up their own minds? And how much? It's just this dance that we always, um, you know, trying to figure out. steps to. Yeah. But also, I think... We must also bear in mind that they they are exploring and they are like sponges and we often don't give them enough credit for how much they do understand. Mm. But they sometimes a simple answer will suffice. So you don't have to go too deep. There's also that theory, and I don't know, it's in that movie. I think it's in Knocked Up. Yeah. There's a scene where they sit around the table and the uh, the sister, Catherine Heigl's sister, she lives with her sister and her Sister's yeah. husband. And then the kid asks, like, where do babies come from? And the mom says, where do you really? think babies come from? Like, and he made up this, like, crazy story. And the kid was like, and then there's blood and guts. And the kid <laughs> yeah. says this thing. And everybody, the parents are, like, traumatized by what the kid says. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I mean, do you... Maybe that, you that do. Theory about Maybe you do take a step back. And, and what do, do you understand by it, my love? And then I will correct you if you want to be corrected and we'll have a discussion about it. But first you tell me how much you understand about the topic so that I know where you're coming from. 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, is that, I mean, I'm not a child psychologist and I'm sure there's lots of people out there who have opinions or an understanding and who maybe by profession know the answer to this. I think this has migrated into proper sex ed and I think a sex ed 2.0 episode is is, uh, on the cards. On the cards, for (laughs) damn sure. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of, uh, do you call it a vagina and a penis? Well, I... For some reason, I don't know, but growing up, we didn't call it by the Afrikaans' names because they're just What so are the Afrikaans' names? A penis in a vagina. Yeah, okay. It's so ugly sounding. Yeah. So Josh has a totos, a totos and balls. I don't know why, but that's what we called it. And what would you say to Jess? And Jessie at the cookie. Okay. That's what we called it. It's, it, I think it's an Afrikaans thing because it's easier when Pianus I. Pianus and vagina. Yeah, I don't like those no. words. It's very harsh yeah. sounding. So, Rhett obviously didn't have the discussions with them. So, whenever there were questions about it when I was in the bath, I was the one that introduced yeah. the concept to them. So, those are the words that I went with, not even thinking about it. But if I was having the discussion with them in English, probably it would be easy to i would have called it a vagina and a penis because those aren't harsh sounding words to me yeah i hear you i remember also weirdly enough i pick up all of these tips from my mom's parenting um you know not the way that not strictly the way that she parented but how what how she was guided even by my teachers and i remember these things so i remember my health teacher from grade five had a discussion ahead of our sex ed at school the parents got called in and they were being told, this is what we will be discussing with your kids and whatever. And my mom was always very like, sure. oh, this is what happened at school, Sam. And this is what they, it was never a cloak and dagger like, I know, but you don't know that I know. And then, you know, my <laughs> mom would always tell me what the teachers said about me at parent-teachers mm-hmm. meetings. And, you know, so she came back from that particular meeting and said, wow, Mrs. So-and-so, um, you know, said we shouldn't be calling it this and we should be calling it um a penis and a vagina and that actually makes a lot of sense to me you know and it was and she my mom had that discussion with me like she was thinking out loud Mm. and so I took that into my parenting and into my adulthood and I was just like we'll call it a penis and a vagina Mm. weird how how we make these decisions but but that's what I came to also what I think about and this is something that I do know because when you're introducing your child to their vocabulary when you talk about things like don't because you, when, when you exp, uh, expose a child to what a thing is called, if they go to school and you, like a dog is a dog, don't call it a, a woofy or a doggy or a whatever. Because when, and I make those mistakes, I do. Because just this morning, just so this morning yeah. I saw a dog and I said to Jessie, um, Kijk Jessie, daar is a woofy. Wat sê die woofy? Woof, woof. Because it's an easier word for to say woofy rather want, than want. Uh, the way the the sound is made with uh, the mouth, it's easier to say woof than what it is I'm to say I'm often pedantic want. about it. I think it drives my family nuts. So that um, uh, my parents used to call an elephant a mumfy. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> a mumfy, yeah. And then with Elijah, my dad's like. Look at the moon feel, Ash. And I'd be like, no, no. It's you an call elephant. it an elephant. Its name is elephant. You yeah. call it, and my dad would be like, Ugh. I think I drive my parents nuts, nuts because yeah. I, I'm, I am. I'm pedantic. 
you mm. call it by its name because mm. I'm just te- a textbook person. So I hear something or I read an article and it's, you must name things by their name and it's that's great for their development, like what you just said. And I will, like a sergeant major, implement those things. But also you have a love for language and it's... Imp- yes. it, it is, it's so imp- I think that's naturally that's instilled that in me. Yeah, yeah, that I would be like, he must know the proper name and mm. you can't grow up thinking that this is called this and not that. So for the most part, we use the correct terms for... Everything we generally use the correct terms. There's one thing here or there that we don't use the right term for, but I think that's also just because coming from an Afrikaans background and reads English, and so You're marrying those two. I'm trying to marry the two, and I'm just trying to go easy on them. Yeah. What, whatever's easiest for them, the but, path of least resistance. But you have to bear in mind that they're going to go to school and call an elephant a mumfi, and their friends are going to laugh at them. Kids are mean. Or the, and they're going to be, yeah, maybe not even laughed at, just they're going to be in class and their teacher's going to say something and they'll have an answer and their teacher's going to be like, well, what are you on about? Yes, like get knocked down by or criticized for like, no, that's not what that is yeah. called. And you'll be like, my whole life is a lie. The person will <laughs> be like, you bastards, I trust you. You are my parents. <laughs> I have faith in you and this is these are the lies you tell me. Okay, <laughs> lastly on lies, we tell our kids. <laughs> Um, what is your take on obviously then Father Christmas, the Easter Bunny and the Tooth Fairy? Because here I am spouting the truth to my child about the cruelty of the circle of life and crocodiles running after zebras. But at the same time, once a year, I'm on about the Easter Bunny's coming, Elijah, and um, Father Christmas, Father Christmas is coming and like selling the story to my child. My poor innocent child who believes every word that mommy says. I also uh, spew those lies all over the place. Mm -hmm. However, when Josh was really little, um, like he wasn't even one yet, Rhett (laughs) took the time to whisper into Josh's ear that Santa Claus is not real. (laughs) (laughs) And he says... That'll go into the deep recesses of Josh's Josh's mind. He says he did that so that one day when Josh says to him, Dad, why did you lie to me? He's going to be like, oh no, but I did not. (laughs) I told you the truth. Yes, before before (laughs) all of this nonsense started, I told you that Santa Claus is not real. Great, you wise, wise, wise man. So I think just on the, the fairy tale note, it is... About their imagination. Yes. I think. That's what I'm telling myself. Because, well, that's what I'm telling myself. There are things that are a bit more serious and a bit more tender. And when they do, when they do get older and they'll be able to understand that these are imaginary creatures and stuff that we're telling them about, they will hopefully be old enough to understand that it wasn't a lie. It was make believe to appeal to develop my imagination. So part of bewonderment and imagining things and fairy tales, that's also to let children be children. Because shouldn't they be kids for as long as they can? Okay, so, I mean, we covered a lot. 
Yeah. We we did everything except for religion and the kitchen sink. And I think that might, we might. <laughs> Let's maybe keep it, keep it that way. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. I think I learned a lot. And I'm thinking, I'm, I'm glad that I did this ahead of Elijah asking me the why, 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 why game. Um, mm. So that I'm a, I feel a little bit more prepared and I can start ruminating for about half a year to a year on how I'm going to tackle that. And so what did, what did we learn, do you think? Well, I think it, it was certainly insightful for me to hear your friend's response about what her thinking was because it, that's also why it's so nice to talk about these things. So if, like, I, I love to hear from other moms what their take is on this stuff Absolutely. because it gives me insight and makes me realize that I know I don't have all the answers, but I think I'm doing the right thing until someone else introduces a concept to me and I'm like, okay, well, that makes sense. Yeah, I so, didn't think about it that way. So I'll probably still be honest with Josh, as honest as I can be, but I will now, in the back of my mind, be like, okay, what is this kid going to repeat to his friends? Mm, mm. So just and now that they're having, now that you know he and his friends are having discussions, conversations like, about broken it, cats and stuff. Yeah, is it harmless how the the broken telephone is going to play out, mm-hmm. or is it a little bit more, um, you know, serious if this is, is miscommunicated and you should actually maybe tread a bit more carefully? And also, I think if I were to explain to Josh that. Um, some things as a family in our household we we can discuss honestly and frankly with each other, which is fine because this is a safe environment, like you said, but we don't know that friends at school um, are ready to have these discussions and it's not for us to decide. They must have that discussion with their family. So it's it's our business. And I think with all things in raising Elijah for me, I've come to the conclusion that I can be a little bit easier on myself that this doesn't have to be waxed now Mm, body autonomy can always be top of mind for me but obviously while he's not potty trained and i've got to have control over his body somehow you will brush your teeth Mm -hmm. you will have your nappy changed come now and you will be might be having a temper tantrum on the floor but at some point you've got to stand up and come with me Mm. um yeah i i think i realized and i've given myself permission to like have that top of mind sam but you know you don't have to have this waxed for obvious reasons and he once he's a bit older he can understand a lot more complex issues and you don't have to um kind of explain that to him right now for sure i can hold off on that a little bit yeah for sure i mean also so i mean if we could get our listeners to talk to us about this it would be so winning let's open that forum because yeah we have like the mom group that you saw um, and that whole judgmental discussion of, oh, my God, how can you do that? You're scarring your teenage boys. You should never do that. Da, da, da. That's if that terrible. Is, if that is your viewpoint, please tell us why or how. Just tell us why, but also know when to shut the fuck up, Susan. <laughs> <laughs> so, Susan, if you're out there, we want to <laughs> learn from you and we want to understand your point of view. If you're a mom who your kid has turned to or from when he was one or – whatever, and they are an opposite gender to you and you've kind of cut the cord and said, I will go to the toilet by myself, that we totally respect you. Tell us why. I mm. come from a naked family. That the, That is the script I grew up with. Mm, mm. Um, that was all normal to me. There was not, no funny business. Nothing went on. It was just we were very open with each mm. other and open with our bodies at that stage. And, you know, it was cool. Um, you might be different and have grown up and your, your script might be completely different. But I'm so interested and i Mm. think 
the reason why Charlene and I harp on about wanting to hear from people and wanting to open this discussion is because isn't this the um, the platform that we want our kids to grow up in as well, to respect each other? Yeah, to understand all people from all walks of life so that we can be better parents for them. We can yeah. serve them better. We and create better people who are more accepting for all the lovely, wonderful, different people that you get in this world. I don't have all the answers. I'm yeah. just trying to get by as a mom every day. I'm doing the best that I can. I can read as many books as my time will allow. I can listen to as many educational podcasts. But nothing is as valuable as real life experience exactly. and stuff. So talk to us, send us a voice note, drop us an email. Um, you can reach us at thegreatequalizer.za at gmail.com. Or DM us on Facebook or Instagram. We live online. We love to hear from you. Um, our handle is at the Great Equalizer Podcast, and and then just remember that we're also now available on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud, and we'd love it if you were to subscribe to those and um, please rate us if you have been listening. Tell us what you think, whether it's a yay or a nay. Otherwise, give us a review on Facebook. Um, the more we're seen online, the more we can do, and the more we can service you. So we can just have these interesting discussions and grow our topics. Mm, send us a voice note, please, and we'll play it in next week's episode. We'll have some feedback on this week's episode. Yeah. Okay, guys. I think we've covered a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it for this week. Until next time, keep, keep your, your mom, mom game strong. For more on today's show, please head on over to our website at www.thegreatequalizerza.com or catch us on Instagram at The Great Equalizer Podcast or on Facebook. If you want something a little more personal, email us at thegreatequalizer.za at gmail.com and we'll get back to you.